0: Aren't you glad that when we get to heaven, you don't have to wear a suit? (laughs) Jesus will accept you just the way you are. So if you're wondering what in the world is wrong with this dude, because most of you have never seen me in one of these. Uh, I'm actually doing a wedding this afternoon, and and there's a brief window of time for me to get there. So (laughs) that's where this is going. But uh, anyhow, yeah. So today, we are going to look at. Sure, I am. When I turned on, there, that works better. We are going to look at love defined, describing God's love for us. How many know that God loves you? Um, I'm I'm kind of sad that not everybody's hand went up on that, but maybe by the end of this, you'll realize just how much He loves you. Kids were asked this question, what does love mean? And, and I don't remember where I got this, so I can't give credit to somebody. But a group of professionals posed the question, what does love mean? And you know, when I read this, the, the answers these kids gave, were, they were profound. And, and I, you're not gonna believe some of the things that come out of these young people. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love. Rebecca, age eight. When someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. You just know that your name is safe in their mouth. Billy, age four. Love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other that's more like it right that's carl age five love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your french fries without making them give you any of theirs that happens a lot in my family that was chrissy age six love is what's in the room oh this one just got me love is what's in the room with you at christmas if you stop opening presents and just listen That was Bobby, age seven. If you want to learn to love better, you should start with a friend who you hate. That was Nika, age six. Love is when you tell a guy you like his shirt. Then he wears it every day. (laughs) That was Noel, age seven. I have a few more. Love is like a little old woman and a little old man who are still friends even after they know each other so well. (laughs) Tommy, age six. My mommy loves me more than anybody. You don't see anyone else kissing me to sleep at night. Claire, age six. Love is when mommy gives daddy the best piece of chicken. Right, Mary? You know you do that. That was Elaine, age five. Love is when your puppy licks your face even after you left him alone all day. You dog lovers, you're like, yeah. That was Marianne, age four. I know my older sister... (laughs) She's going to figure this out. I know my older sister loves me because she gives me all her old clothes and then has to go out and buy new ones. (laughs) Lauren, age four. You really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot. People forget. Wow. Jessica, age eight. And the final one, this was a four-year-old who won their answers, won the answer thing. Four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was elderly, and he had recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard, climbed onto his lap, and just sat there. When his mother asked what he had said to the neighbor, the little boy said, Nothing. I just helped him cry. One thing that can be learned from these kids and their amazing answers. Is it love normally? I know it's a noun as well, but love normally is a verb. It's a, an action. It's something that you give freely from your heart, from your soul sometimes. When you think of love, where does your mind go? Do you ever think of love? Don't be stealing my thunder over there, Brother. Though love is often an action love is not always returned there are times when one person loves another or thinks they do but the one receiving the love doesn't respond back in kind in fact sometimes when they respond it hurts In seventh grade, I I thought I was in love with this young lady. I won't give her last name, but her first name was Terry. Cute little thing. And it was the first time that I had put myself out there, you know what I mean? Seventh grade, wrote her a love note. Any other guys ever do that? Stupidest thing. Don't do it. (laughs) And I I gave it to her, and, well, I I didn't know she already had a boyfriend, but it it just turned out really ugly. And for me, I was crushed. Seventh grade. How old is that, 12-ish? The only point, I, I, the reason that I bring this out is sometimes... The way people respond to us is how we perceive love. It's how we perceive the God who says He loves us. That we can't trust Him. Are you with me? Do you, do you agree? Have, have any of you ever been hurt like that? Anybody? Is it just me? What, a couple of you. All right. Thanks for being on. Lots, lots of hands going up. They're just doing this. Denial of another person's love can leave deep, deep wounds. One thing is for sure, though, at least with me, it was a long time before I put my heart out there again. (laughs) And I'm not telling you this so you'll have pity on me. I, I met one of the most awesome women on the planet after that. I got over Terry. thank god i met barb she was my sunshine but i distrusted everyone because i was afraid of rejection and i think too many feel that way with the lord they're afraid to come to him they're afraid because they think they'll let god down they're afraid because they think his standards are so much higher than theirs and they just don't want him to reject them like others have enter god's love god will never reject your love would you say that with me god will never reject my love for god loved the world roger so that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. John three sixteen. What more could God give? What more could he do for us than to take our place on that cross and to become a sin offering to pay the debt that you and I owed? God will never reject your love. D.A. Carson, a a scholar who writes in the uh, Pillar Commentary, he said, God's love is to be admired, not because the world is so big and includes so many people, but because the world is so bad. That is the customary connotation of the word cosmos or world. And then he goes on a little bit later and he says, God loves the world with the selfless, costly love of redemption. It's something most of us can't fathom. We we can't wrap our hearts and minds around this this idea. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about redemption here in just a minute. But I just want you to understand, and and I've always tried to do this. I have four boys, and I've, I've thought... Could I sacrifice one of my own children for all of you? I don't think I could. God loves us, even to the point of having to send his son to take our place. We're blessed, aren't we? The word used in John 3:16 is the word agape, and it's often translated unconditional love or a love feast. Can you get that picture in your head? What in the world? Don't think food. Although I, I, I'm, I'm right in there with the best of you. You know, I like to eat. The suit still fit me, but I'm sucking it in. But when it talks about a love feast, it's not talking about food. It's talking about relationship. God with you, you with him, us together with each other. A love feast. And it's unconditional. No strings attached. I wanted to share a few things this morning. Oh, i got to get there first. I almost missed a key ingredient. Say this with me. You are loved by God whether you return it or not. When you think about that, just for a moment, we think, well, God loves me just because I am. So awesome. Now, wasn't even playing a part in his mind. Or God won't love me if I don't return my love to him. Nope. He still loves you. That's what makes it so difficult to turn your back on him, to not accept what he did for you and what he did for me. And it is a choice right you are loved by god whether you return it or not john 4 16 says we know how much god loves us get this next part and we have put our what in what in his love we put our trust in his love god is love And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. God doesn't just love us. God is the definition of love. God is love. Oops. How many of the billions of people on this earth will respond to God's love? I had to think about this for a minute. And the Holy Spirit took me to a scripture that most of us remember, talking about God's redemptive plan back in John 3, 16. How many will accept God's plan for redemption? Putting our trust in God's love, in Jesus. And by the way, redemption is being forgiven of one's sin and having one's sin debt paid in full. Did we deserve it? So, so how many are going to accept God's plan, God's love? And when I read this again, it made me think we got to do better. How many will respond to God's love and plan of redemption? Jesus said this, Matthew seven thirteen and 14 in the TNIV. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to what? Destruction. Destruction. And what? Many. Many enter through it. Verse 14, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Only a few are going to find it. You know, if we could break God's heart, this is how we do it. If we could break his heart, this is how we do it. By taking that wide path, the path to destruction. And it's a choice. I said this. Jesus points out that not many will trust in God's love and his redemptive plan they will pick the other path the wider path that will eventually lead them to destruction let me just say if if you are waffling today between trusting god's love or not i want to share just a few little things about god's love that i think might help you and they're from the word of course they're from the bible number one god loved you say this with me god loved you before you were born we often think well you know i came to the lord and at the age of 23 i didn't come to him he came to me long before i came to him my eyes were opened at 23 i opened my eyes at the age of 23 I said yes to all the provisions and promises, yes in Christ, yes and amen. But he made the way. It wasn't anything that I did. I just said yes. Psalm 71, 5 and 6, O Lord, you are my hope. You alone are my hope. I've trusted you, O Lord, from childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth. From my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I'm always praising you. Clarence, isn't that true? You get up in the morning, and you think, you know, God's had my back since I was an idea. (laughs) A conception. Maybe my parents weren't even together yet. But God knew I was coming, and he was expecting my arrival. That's pretty cool. All right, I might have embellished a little there, but I think you get the point. That's number one, God loves us before we were born. Number two, and this is a big one, God loved you, say it with me, God loved you while you were yet a sinner. What? And I love how Paul puts this. He goes, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time, and he died for us sinners anybody not a sinner i'm not going to go there but in john's letters he talks a little bit about that if, if you if you say that you're not a sinner you're a liar <laughs> but we won't go there all right we'll we'll leave that one alone now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good. You know, like Mother Teresa, you might be willing to die for someone like that. Or Billy Graham, I mean, another great one we always think of. Maybe your mother. Another great one for most of you. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still as Pastor Roger likes to put it, full of warts. That's especially true for me, as you see by my face, because I went and saw the wart doctor. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, God loved you while you were yet a sinner. Hello? (laughs) Would somebody get that? Oh, is that Clarence? (laughs) If that's Vera, tell her I said hello. no worries so god loved you before you were born god loves you while you're yet a sinner and number three god loves you read it with me god loves you and desires to lavish you with blessings now that this doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to be on this side of heaven but i do believe god wants to bless us on this side of heaven as well and that can mean anything it's don't just say monetary it's everything it's prosperity it's 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 uh, prosperity means health wholeness all right you're not lacking anything first Corinthians 2 9 that's what the scriptures mean when they say no eye has seen no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him he's got something up his sleeve if he has sleeves he's got something planned for us that is beyond imagination and when we get there i mean it's going to be for some of you you'll get this it's going to be like being at uh in a disney world every day the rest of your life you know just something new something fun something exciting And the best part, God is the instigator. He's the one behind it all. So God loves you before you were born. God loved you while you were yet a sinner. God loves us and desires to lavish those who love him with blessings beyond measure. And finally, number four, God, say it with me, God will always love you, and he desires your company forever. For the wages of sin is death. Would you read this with me? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. All men, all women, all boys, all girls have fallen short of God's glorious standard, but he didn't leave it there. He said, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. He didn't leave us in that place it is a choice if you remain in your sin it is a choice not to say yes to that free gift of his son who paid the ultimate price of redemption for us our sin debt was canceled paid in full and that stamp if i can use this analogy was dipped in the blood of jesus you never have to worry about it again. That's good news, if you ask me. I wanted to read quickly from Revelation 21. When I read this, the hair on the back of my neck stood up a little bit. It sounded a little bit like what you were sharing earlier. Where was that from? Revelation. I knew it had to be Revelation, but seven or eight somewhere in there it doesn't matter sorry to put you on the spot i heard a loud shout from the throne saying look god's pe- god's home is now among his people Woo-hoo! can you get excited he will live with them they will be his people god himself will be with them He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And it doesn't, amen, it doesn't end there. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. Then he said to me, write this down. For what i tell you is trustworthy and true and he also said it is finished i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to all who are thirsty i will give freely from the springs of the water of life many believe that this is what's going to give us that eternal life that everlasting life and then finally all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings what does it mean to be victorious? Overcomers. Ready. Ready. We have done what we could do in the flesh with the help of the Holy Spirit. We are ready for him. We're not living in continual repetition repetitive sin. But we've gotten that taken care of and we are ready for Jesus to come back for his church. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God and they will be my children. And I almost didn't include this last part because I wanted this to be an upbeat message. And the Holy Spirit said, no, leave it in. Verse 8, but cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. I promise you, it grieved John to write that. On the island of Patmos, when he was instructed to do so. I promise you, it grieved the Holy Spirit who was guiding his hand when he wrote that. Do you think God is up there going, <laughs> they're going to go to hell because they didn't receive me? Whose voice is that? Now, I promise you, he is gleeful that we're dying and going to hell. But the Holy Spirit is not. His heart breaks. He wants all men, all women, to come to him. To seek a Savior through Jesus. To allow the blood of the Lamb to cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. That's God's plan. That's God's love. Think about it. He wants you to be with him forever. We don't even want our family to be with us that long. Somebody got poked on that one. Would they say amen? We serve an amazing God. And and we often think that we have to do this, we have to do that. All you have to do is just say yes to him. Lord, thank you. And and I thought about this. I sent that young lady in seventh grade a, a message, a written message. God sent us his written message. This is his love letter to us. When you really look at it that way, it will minister to you beyond measure. You'll begin to see just how much God loves you. He's not that ogre. He's not up in heaven just waiting to stomp you out like a cockroach. He loves you. You are his creation. Can I get a good amen? Amen. There was an old hymn that used to get sung and i i honestly i don't like the song but i love the lyrics and roger you shared it at the funeral thursday for carmen and by the way that was (laughs) as much as sermons can be it was it was an amazing day honoring that man and his family and roger did a pastor roger did a wonderful job but the song is He paid a debt. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sin away. And now I sing that brand new song, Amazing Grace, for Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Wow strong strong words we owe jesus everything i have a couple more scriptures and then i'm going to close ephesians 2 4 but god is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it says, it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. And I wanted to jump down to verse 8. God saved you by his grace when you believed. You can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. And in that very next verse, verse 10, it it actually says that you are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. And he has created us to do good works. That's the God we serve. That's the God that loves us. And he asks us, what do you think? Can you love me back? Can you love me back? In conclusion, God loved you before you were born, while you were yet a sinner. He wants to bless you with his love. Not only that, he wants you to live with him forever. He wants to give you everlasting life. Maybe you've put your heart out there before and for whatever reason you compare god's love to human love don't let that rejection keep you from coming to him and enjoying the most beautiful loving relationship a love fest that you could ever enjoy maybe you've been wounded by somebody you've trusted somebody and and listen i know that this happens because Our churches, our world is full of people who've gone through divorce for whatever reason. But you trusted somebody with your heart, with your love, and it didn't turn out the way you thought it would. Please don't base that relationship on God's love. You can't compare the two. God loves you unconditionally. Here's the beauty. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. If he says, I love Laura, I love you. He's never going to take that back. That is an infinite, eternal statement. And it's true about all of us. God loves all of us. He loves you, Ed. He even loves your mom. I'm saying that just just messing with you, Sue. Mark, he loves you. Oh. He loves all of us unconditionally. Oh. god loves you period would you stand i just want to ask with every head up all your eyes open If you're here today and, and, yes, you've been wounded, you've had your love rejected at some point in your life, would you lift your hand? Would you be honest enough? Thank you. Most of our hands are going up. Isn't that amazing? Over half the people here have been hurt, wounded, rejected in some way, shape, or form. But I hope those of you who raised your hand, and even those who didn't, I hope that you recognize the difference between human love and the love that God has for us, that eternal, infinite love. It can never be compared to anything earthly. if you're here today and you'd say Pastor Norm I'm not sure if I'm ready maybe I've been taking the wide path not the narrow I didn't take the narrow gate I've been I've been taking the easy road well it seems easy now but it, someday it's gonna seem uh uh-uh, uh it ain't so easy anymore But you want to receive God's love. Maybe you're here today and you just say, you know what, I've been so messed up with the way people have treated me, but today I realize that's not God. That's not his love. And I want to receive all that he has for me. I want God's love today to fill me. If you would, would you lift your hand up? Thank you. Hands going up all over the room. Thank you. And you know what? I hope you don't mind if I say this What's a little bit ironic is these are people who I know have served the Lord for years. Thank you for your honesty. It takes a lot to, to take a stand like that, to say, this is me. And you know what? I should have had my hand up there. I'll be honest with you. I look like I've got it all together most days. Unless you're on the board, then you might see another side of me, but. But I've been wounded more than once. And guess what? A lot of times it's from people in the church. And maybe there are times I deserved it, but there were times I didn't deserve it. And it'd be really easy for me to stand here and go, you know what? God, you let that happen. No, He didn't. That's people, that's sin. That's that lifestyle. That's the curse. That's not God. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our body. And we pray, Lord, for those who raise their hands today. We ask that you would just fill them afresh and anew, Lord. Give them the the sense of God's love today. If there's wound, if there is a wound or wounds in them, Lord, in their hearts, we pray right now. Just extend a hand, would you? We pray right now for those who need healing. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for a healing touch on everyone that courageously lifted their hand just a minute ago and we ask you Lord just to bring healing to their bodies through the blood of Jesus and Lord beyond that take them to that next step where they just lean into you trust in your love and say Jesus thank you for all you've done for me I yield to you i give you my all everything i have everything i am i give it to you freely use me lord in jesus name If you've tuned into this service today, you're online. Maybe you're sitting in your living room, in your jammies. God loves you. Don't ever forget that. No matter what comes at you, no matter what the world throws at you, no matter what human beings do to you, God's love is so much bigger than that trust in his love today just say jesus have your way with me heal me if you need healing ask him lord heal my heart if it's broken from somebody pray lord heal my broken heart let him do what only he can do through the power of the holy spirit because he wants to do that with you and then start following him Father, as we end this service today, may your love not end, but Lord, may we just begin to see that the tip of the iceberg, as we like to say, knowing that there are mounds of much more to you, the level of the sea, what we can see, Lord, that there's so much more to you. If only we'd let you into our lives. So we pray, Lord, as we let you in, have your way with us. May we be the most loving people on the planet. Like those kids said that I started with, Lord. May we love each other, even those who hate us. Help us with that. Help us to love those who have hurt us. Help us to love ourselves. But most important. Help us to love you with a new zest, a new zeal. And as we do, Lord, I pray our lives would just resonate or ooze the Holy Spirit. Put your love in us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Keep us safe in our coming and in our going. We pray this all again in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. I'm going to ask you one thing. Go love somebody in Jesus' name, all right? Love y'all. See you next, hopefully see you next time. Oh, see you Tuesday if you can. (laughs) Five o'clock, don't forget.